0: Hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. My name is Ian. This is Paul Damien. This is Kenny. And this week we're continuing our Kingdomist celebration. Y'all love him. This week we're talking about the 2005 movie The Fog. Starring Tom Welling, like, what? Maggie Grace, Selma Blair, D. Ray Davis, Kenneth Welsh, just a whole crew of very nameable people. Um, uh, how did you guys feel about this movie, getting right into it?
1: I think I watched the wrong movie. <laughs>
2: God damn it. <laughs> what did you watch?
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I missed what y'all were talking about. <laughs> stealing my jokes
3: now <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay so that was a joke we didn't watch The Fog we watched The Mist I was hoping one of you guys would be like what What are you talking about we watched The Mist you and got was, him for
3: a yeah. fucking second
1: <laughs> I, I was so confused I'm even looking up The Fog we I, know your, your shenanigans you too well at
0: this point <laughs> uh, yes but this is The Mist 2007 directed by Frank Darabont um we're back on, on the darabont we're we're bonting about it i think i'm gonna watch
1: the fog later <laughs> like i'm not even kidding i it just anything it i think oh sorry I was, it, I was about to read the synopsis <laughs> is it on anything you know <laughs> instead of
2: reading the mist can we let's just read the synopsis for the fog and see how comparative they yeah, are Yeah. okay read, read the, it
1: oh well, no, okay. i'm not on imdb anymore. okay i'll pull
2: it up which so, i could have done that on
1: here's the YouTube.
0: synopsis for the fog a thick mist, full of <laughs> vengeful spirits, haunts a prosperous island town off the coast of Oregon. Dude, I've fucking as seen its this. In- inhabitants try to learn their town's dark secret in order to stop
1: it. I've seen oh, this. You've seen and this, yes. And I'm pretty sure the like ghosts are like pirates and shit. <laughs> That's badass. <laughs> like I'm more than certain. Oh, dude, organs full of pirates. That's pretty cool. Um, you cannot stream this unless you have stars. It oh. seems like pretty much everything. It's like five different ways to watch stars. Yeah, basically.
0: Um, real quick, I want to show you guys the photos that IMDb has for both uh, Marsha Gray Harden, who plays. Uh, Miss Carmondi, or Miss Carmondi. Car- Carmondi, yeah. And Thomas Jane, who obviously is the main character, David. Uh, look at their photos. It looks like they were taken. <laughs> Literally oh, like right next
1: to each other right. it's so <laughs> oh my god what the fuck like, it looks like you can get rid of like the space we're in between and they'd literally be standing next yeah. to each
2: yeah <laughs> but she's kind of behind him a little yeah bit she's too. further <laughs>
1: back behind him
2: and like, more well lit <laughs> they did like a law show together that didn't work out they just, <laughs> <both> <laughs> <and> <laughs> just pulled the two picked their own it's just <laughs> from the whole group shot of awesome. everybody in the show
1: um oh man <laughs> uh, there's a an old woman an older woman in this movie oh. um and she actually passed away earlier oh, this year. No, yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to mention that. I, I need to look up her name. Yeah, look her look up her so her. you can properly. But she was on. She was on Superstore, Ooh, um, and that's the reason I know that she oh. passed away recently because Amber's are. Was she the one that, that threw that the peas? Yes, the one who threw the peas. The one that threw the peas. She's like oh, oh, so like the main older woman. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The
2: one that ended up in the vehicle with them. In
1: Is the she
0: not also from Misery? Is she not the um, the deputy? Yeah, she is also the deputy from Misery. Nice, yes. It's Irene Francis. Rippler. Oh no. Okay, you're talking about a different woman. Mm-hmm. So that woman didn't throw the peas. Mm. Well, is...
1: Irene Rippler? Yes, yeah, she, did. she I... did. You're
0: talking about a different woman, maybe. Yes. So, okay, which which older woman went with them in the car at the end of the movie?
1: The one I'm talking about. Yeah, Irene Rippler. Really?
4: Right?
0: No, because I'm that's that's Francis.
1: Uh... What's oh, her name? Francis Sternhagen? Yeah. Huh? I think she's still alive. So the P Woman still dude, alive? Amber told me wrong then. <laughs> oh look how cute she is! <laughs> yeah,
3: she
2: yeah, was like everyone's grandmother. Yeah, everyone go look up Frances Sternhagen. You're gonna love her. She's adorable. So yeah, that's who obviously gets away with them in the end. So. And I'm pretty sure she plays the deputy in. In misery. misery. Yeah. yeah, she's Virginia. Yeah, she is. Okay, you're right. You right,
0: you right, you right. So then now I I need to find out who this uh, Superstore woman
1: is. Yeah, because Amber told me that that was the same person. Well,
2: for anybody who's never seen The Mist, while these boys do that, it's essentially (laughs) the same thing as The Fog we just described, but a strange mist after a terrible rainstorm rolls into a town in Maine and a bunch of people get trapped in a grocery store with each other. I actually listened to the audiobook in the last week um, leading up to this. So I listened to the whole book. And then the day I finished the book, I watched the movie. So I got like the full book out of the way and then watched the film to see how they interpreted it. And for the most part, it's pretty spot on. The biggest differences I'll say right now is that for whatever reason, Stephen King felt the need to have a sex scene. Uh, where David and Amanda actually had sex with each other oh. in, like, the manager's office for whatever reason, uh, which was, like, a strange addition. I think he likes sex scenes. Um, And then beyond that, it was just the typical... Uh, the typical American cinematography of taking something that was like this and turning it up to this, you know what I mean, where several of the scary events that happen in the book are just cranked up to, like, ten in the movie to give it just that extra level of like spooky factor but uh it was a a pretty good uh, listen i hated the guy that that read it oh so it wasn't a good listen no the (laughs) the book itself was good to hear but the guy who was reading it was not great because to have a full-grown man doing a five-year-old little boy's voice and then a bunch of older women and stuff was just kind of a
3: a little off-putting so i think i'm gonna leave it to my
2: audiobook i think i'm gonna leave it to my own brain to like read it was my first experience with an audiobook with that kind of diversive uh age range i guess is what i would really get at okay oh
1: amber misinformed me (laughs) that sounds about (laughs) right she she mistook an old lady for another old lady they're they're all she uh, was talking about they all look the same
0: they all look the same (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, so, so for all our old lady listeners sorry
2: Y'all look the same. Um, <laughs> to get back on it, I had, I think, seen this movie maybe once like okay. around the time it had come out, but I, besides that, had knew what the movie was about it, but hadn't really
1: experienced it
2: fully in a conscious fashion. And this was your yeah, and first your first time, first time being it, correct? But you, I know, liked this movie. I,
1: well, I had seen this movie uh, three times before. Gotcha. Um, and you liked it enough. Yes, and even like last year, I want to say is when I watched it last, and I had Amber watch it with me because she had never seen it before. Mm. Got you. And but the main reason I like this movie, um, I'm not going to say it just yet because of spoilers. Uh-huh. But the main reason I like this movie is because of the ending. Oh, okay, cool, because Because awesome.
0: I, cause I can positively speak on that as well Uh, which is also
2: uh, i meant to say is one of the biggest changes from the book which leaves it much more open-ended than what the movie obviously chooses to do
0: yeah apparently in the book this ending was a like a thought that the main character had for a moment and then frank was like
2: no i want that one (laughs) yeah the book essentially just ends with him i'll just go and jump on it which is literally just him being like well it's been 4 days since the mist rolled in. We're still kind of dealing with it, but here's where we are right now as I'm writing this story just in case I die in the next few days. I wanted to get this down. I wanted to get down these events. Fair and that's enough. how it ends. It's okay. like but I'm we're still right in the middle of it right now. So, so. implying
0: that if there's no more journal entries, he's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so but yeah, so yeah, this mist is this is um very cosmic horror. This mm-hmm. is very H.P. Lovecraft. Right. This is very Cthulhu. Very Stephen King. Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, and I had never seen this movie before. Uh, I was hyped for it because mm-hmm. of Darabont's already existing track record with me and being the great mile at the beginning of this, yeah. this month of, of Kingmas. Um, and, of course, that I know that... Um, Shawshank. Right. IMDb is Goo Goo Gaga for Shawshank Redemption. Uh, this this viewing, though, I had watched the first five minutes separately for some reason and i had watched it and was like oh i'm really invested i mm-hmm. like what's about to happen this is awesome and i i was i was telling ashley i was like this is exciting i'm, I'm actually pumped to watch this movie because for some reason i've been kind of like putting it on the back burner this mm-hmm. week i don't know why but this movie i i had like this weird pre-existing aura around it where i knew that it was gonna be kind of hard for me to watch. And then finally when I watched it last night in its full two hour
1: glorious mm. runtime,
0: it felt like four hours for me.
1: Uh, yes, that that is one thing that I will say about this movie is it feels longer than it actually is. Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, this is a movie about a father and a son, mostly about the father. The son hardly plays into like the per mm-hmm. the first hour of the movie. Um Getting stuck in a grocery store while things exist within the mist right outside.
2: Which in the book, it's supposed to be 71 people who initially are trapped in the grocery store, which was like an outrageous number to me. But I feel like in the movie, it's more like maybe like 40 or 50. I feel like we kind of got a little bit more of a condensed, a slightly more condensed number than that. Yeah.
0: Um, How did you guys feel about... try to think back on the first time you watched this or even like if you mm-hmm. had like first experiences watching this one how did you guys feel about like this inciting moment where you're like where was it where you realized oh most of this movie's gonna take place in this store when when did that kind of trigger in this kind of uh runtime I,
2: I definitely think it's once we i mean we're pretty early on when we get i think his name's jim wells the the man with the bloody nose right, runs right in and it's yeah. like don't go out there i think from that moment on it's like oh we we can't leave this place you know what i mean this mm-hmm. is where our story is going to predominate you know is going to happen yeah um but i think that's what makes this story so good is that it's the that exact recipe it's a bottle episode yeah it's a <laughs> it, it's a bottle episode and that's what makes it succeed is like let's throw a bunch of people you know from all kinds of places because that's what it does a great job of doing right. you know it's like this is meant to be a like a changing of the colors kind of town so you get a lot of outer towners who come and visit during this season and so it's a mixed bag of like the townsfolk who do live there but a wild variety of people who aren't even from the area and so they're all strangers to each other and strangers to the community you know so it creates this very dangerous bottle that
1: can very easily be shaken Mm -hmm. up as we see you know um, and speaking of episodes, I've actually watched the, the, the show. show. Oh, and, you did? Yeah. And, and I actually really enjoy it. And in the show, they actually do go through the mist. Oh. At some points. Um, so it's. So I, it, I haven't it seen deviates. it in a long time. It definitely yes, deviates. It definitely man. deviates because it, it's not about the book, it's about Other different people oh. in the situation. Gotcha. You know? How
0: cool would that um, be if it's fucking like different people every episode? That would be that would be awesome. And like
2: wildly different areas because it like could have just taken over the whole country. I mean, it all could have happened that fast. I like a lot of the contemplation we get even from the characters themselves on like what they think is going on, and it's everything from oh, we literally have been teleported to another dimension to you know hell is upon us, you know, and all (laughs) the nonsense we get from Mrs. Carmody, you
1: know. Um, something I was just reading. Um, about. um, Yeah was about the Arrowhead project. Mm -hmm. And in the original screenplay script, there was supposed to be a prologue to this movie in which you see scientists and military personnel opening up a portal. And then lightning from the storm strikes the portal, making it continually expand until Uh, monsters come out. It's like they lose control of it because
0: it
2: gets like supercharged from a lightning bolt.
0: Wow. Okay, so I thought... So this movie opens up with um, Thomas Jane it painting all of these actual paintings from a the real, real movie. Posters. yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, like the first one on I that. saw was a thing yeah. right. Forest. no, but so all of these paintings are real and they're all done by the same artist. So this is mm-hmm. a real guy that he's kind of portraying Meant in this on. movie.
1: Oh, oh so that is a real person. yes
2: oh,
0: that's cool. I didn't know. that. And so the painting he's painting is the dark Tower. Mm-hmm. which I guess is for maybe a comic book or I feel
2: like it was just a reference you know, Yeah, you know well, but it was just it to do a Stephen used... King reference
0: yeah. yeah I guess that's true it's just crazy like can you imagine commissioning this guy to be like hey can you paint a dark tower painting and it's like what what for a dark tower movie know. no the mist <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean maybe it's like it's like
2: in in or like internal art for like a hard cover (laughs) of the book or something you know yeah for sure
0: um but regardless we see him painting in in this badass studio with all Mm -hmm. his paintings lying around and there's the most violent lightning storm right outside Mm -hmm. and i was like yo this is for real some cthulhu ass shit Mm. i was under the impression that this storm was the monsters breaking through not even because of reality, or not even because of like uh, the military opening yeah. uh, wormhole. I thought it was literally our realities kind of clashing together, and the storm was the reaction of it, gotcha. and so it cracked open time and space, and then these you know
2: otherworldly horrors came through. You know, yeah, I it's like, like it's idea. such an it's such an intense thing. It's affecting the weather, you know. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. creating a storm above itself because it's such high pressure shit going on.
0: Yeah, um, but then. Uh, we get the morning after and we see the mist rolling on the on the hills mm-hmm. out past the lake. the lake and I was like this movie's fucking sick I was like all on board that's with how this you felt movie. when you saw the mist yes. as soon as you saw it that's yeah. cool. okay. I was like holy shit I'm so on board um, but uh, I will upfront say my faults with this movie mm-hmm. and that is that the movie is filled every character in this movie is a moron <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah, stupid in he, their own way. Yes. And I was hoping at one point someone was going to say, "Oh, if you breathe too much of the mist, you you can't think straight." I was so
2: hoping for something that like it's like, that. "Oh, the mist is affecting our thinking."
0: Huh? Yeah. And I'm they talk. That's my biggest fault with this movie is, is that how everyone's many, just stupid for no reason. How many imbeciles are in this fucking movie? I
1: don't know. I it, it played the card of like herd mentality mm-hmm. way too quick and the breakdown of society like society now i mean exactly. I, the thing is, is that for
2: someone who has been forced to live without electricity for like two days pretty recently <laughs> it's amazing how quickly you break down without the technologies we've grown so accustomed to but i think it's like not only that the fact that now all of these people have been corralled and trapped into such a space but for things that are literally unimaginable you know things that your brain is like incapable of even comprehending so it's like that it it, that level of like i'm sure every single one of these people is like an inch away from cracking you know (laughs) any of them are ready to fucking be put in a loony bin if they see the wrong thing and so i can totally rationalize where they would the pack mentality could happen significantly quicker in this environment Mm -hmm. when literally you're being trapped by something that to us is literally completely unreal you know it's yeah. like something that couldn't even possibly exist yet here it is right outside the doors like at, the tentacles waiting to get us exactly you know yeah.
1: Had, obviously nobody wanted to believe it until they saw it you know yeah. and then as soon as they did like you see people immediately start to break as soon mm-hmm. as they see any hint of something crazy going on yeah and so, so that's why I it's agree so with that
2: frustrating when we get that whole part with brent norton where they're like dude we just saw this shit you got to come back here and, look. and he's like i'm not an idiot i'm not gonna fall for y'all stupid yeah you know yeah. uh redneck nonsense and they're like dude what the hell it's like it's just the lack of rationalization with each other is what frustrated me is that the fact that everyone was so willing to believe that they were all against each other you know and but that's once again kind of I wish realistic. You know, I wish mm-hmm. the
0: mist was like a spell of madness yeah. or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It uh,
2: was in its, but not yeah. if not literally, but, but definitely just because metaphorically. Of human, yeah. human
0: rationality. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, for sure. um I wish it was uh, otherworldly. I think that that would bump this movie much higher, in my opinion
2: um but if let's, the mist itself was yeah the had, had its force. own force you know yeah. but they mm. they do talk about how it affects at least in the book how it affects sound and visuals in the sense oh. that it's not like it almost covers things up so much as things just disappear into it oh. so they describe it how like at a certain point it's not even like the person walking away even appears to be moving away from you anymore so much as they just fade into the mist itself but then how it has a really strong effect of creating making noises that are really close to you sound far away and making noises that are really far away sound like they're right on top of you you know almost
0: like sound bounces like off of the mist differently or something So, so it's like it's and it, and it
2: describes that it's thicker than like your traditional fog, not necessarily in like opaqueness, but like it's it's a tangible thing you feel when you move through it. It's got like a very wow. like acidic smell, and it's something that your skin actually feels touch it as you try to move through it. It's almost physical in that way.
0: That, it's, so this reminds me of
1: that annihilation. sounds so fun, <laughs> of course. Cool. Right? The way you describe it, that sounds that sounds phenomenal. Like if they were It sounds like HP Lovecraft. Yeah, if mm-hmm. they were able to somehow translate that into a movie. That would be crazy.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think Annihilation kind of does it. Like mm-hmm. okay. the des- description this, this of the, the, the shimmer. The shimmer, yeah. Oh. So there's like the color out of space where it's like this, this color that you've never seen before. And it like moves. And it's like this thing that is unexplainable. And that's the kind of shit that I really dig when it comes to cosmic horror. Mm-hmm. Is unexplainable, unimaginable. There's no way to depict it kind of shit there was
2: know? a line in this book that i loved which was talking about that the giant creature we see towards yes. the end the one that towers the crab over there or,
1: or even before yeah, that
2: and in the book they say that they could tell it had six legs because they can see the number of legs hitting the ground but you cannot see it through the mist it's just six stalks going up into nothing you know into like mm-hmm. the unknown um but he describes it as like just like in the world, how there are things of such grand, great beauty, like the Grand Canyon and stuff, that are like that are incomprehensible to us. There are things of such great horror and terror that they have the exact same effect. Your brain's just like, nope, I refuse <laughs> to accept that as reality. So even though you're seeing it, you're not getting it, you know. <laughs> so legendary comic.
0: Uh, artist Bernie Wrightson designed the six-legged monster for this movie
1: wow. really
0: yeah and so I'm, I'm showing you guys some of his artwork but he they commissioned like actual guys to come in and design
2: the monsters
0: for this movie which I that's incredible uh, Bernie Wrightson that's a great get um Frank Darabont is connected to comics in a lot more ways than I had mm-hmm. imagined um Uh, While reading trivia for this movie, I found out he is the main writer and showrunner for The Walking Dead.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea. I know. I had no fucking
2: clue. If only we'd been looking into his filmography recently. Maybe we'd have noticed. (laughs) (laughs) Like he has writing credits for
0: all like 162 episodes of The Walking Dead. That's
2: fucking crazy. Yeah. That's unbelievable to me. Because that gives him like a direct hand in hand relationship with the comic book world in that yeah. sense then because he's adapted one of the most iconic comics to be a TV adapted. shows that has ever been. Yeah, for That's sure. That's wild. Um this movie
0: has a lot of The Walking Dead alumni within mm-hmm. it. And it's because he worked first worked with them in this movie, then went on to do The Walking Dead. Um Thomas Jane was offered the role of Rick Grimes. Oh the really. Main guy I feel wow. like that
1: would have been weird.
0: I I feel like he would have been too old.
2: Yeah. Like Besides Melissa McBride who else was in this movie that was in The Walking Dead. I don't know. I saw a whole list of people. I just see like, him as the Punisher though. Melissa McBride sure. is the only one we I directly yes. recognize which is the woman who was like, will anybody walk me to go find my kids." Oh, and then dude. we saw her at the end of the movie and I, I was like, "What a bad so bitch." Bad <laughs> for her. I didn't. Yeah, by <laughs> the end of the movie, you're like, "Fuck. Girl. Yeah. No, she I fucking felt, got her
1: son." I felt <laughs> bad for her at the beginning cuz I was just <laughs> I was like, what a fucking, like, of course everybody would be scared, you know? Yeah. But, like, what kind of pieces of shit, and especially when she was just like, will somebody please walk a lady home? I was like, damn, that sucks. That that part was painfully accurate to the
2: book, which was the,
1: you? Yeah. You? (laughs) You?
2: you and was like oh my god why would you do that why would you look at everyone and literally be like you you're gonna do it it's like, it's, that's it's like the of, worst that you could ever do to a group of people no one's gonna volunteer
1: yeah. then you're like pre- putting the pressure on everyone it's like when you see somebody in public that's like panhandling for money you're mm-hmm. like don't look, don't, look <laughs> exactly. don't look at them in the eyes sometimes i look them right in the eye and
0: just be like no <laughs> i just shake my head no no, but really, it's because I don't have any cash. I just gave $5 to another person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Too generous over here. Yeah, well. I can't break the $5 into separate dollars. Mr. Generosity. Actually,
1: you can. If I go to a fucking bank. bank oh, dude, <laughs> fucking jokes, All right? Uh,
0: let's talk about the mist. Um, this movie, I kind of dig. Yeah. Uh, the besides the unbelievable mentality that a lot of these people have
2: or the speed in which they get there if yeah anything
0: <laughs> let's talk about one of my favorite uh moronic scenes which is when norm dies mm-hmm. uh norm played by let me look him up
2: chris which owen. is the bag boy yeah. okay bag boy chris owen he looks like chris evans
1: <laughs> him too
2: Okay, pre-Captain America uh, I want to make
1: my joke real okay.
0: quick he looks just like Benedict Cumberbatch but if he were a redhead <laughs>
2: <laughs> I didn't realize it was that actor yeah that's Cucumber crazy Patch. yeah he was so much younger when they made that movie then what yeah. do I oh Hoya yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what else
0: he's in but he was the Shermanator mm. in American Pie he's so. Benedict Gingerbatch yeah <clears throat> yes you got it yeah. Um, he dies because he thinks Thomas Jane is a pussy yeah <laughs> uh let's talk about that this scene is fucking unbelievable Mm -hmm. so first of all the generator stinks well what it is is that the exhaust pipe has been no i understand all of that it it, why is that a bad thing no is stink the right word because i think like it's more gas it's more like poisonous like toxic yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. i think it's just
2: the odor is how they can tell. it's just like having gas leaking in but if you
0: yeah if you had a gas leak would you say oh it stinks or would you be like, oh, no, this smell is poisonous? You know what I mean? Like, they were like, oh, it reeks in here. Like, as if it was, like, shit or yeah.
1: something. You know what I mean? I guess that's interesting. <laughs> well, it kind of depends because, like, it was, Kenny was saying, like, gas, sometimes they make gas smell like... Um, rotten eggs that way you can identify it's intentionally
2: smelly so that you can tell it's being leaked out but no you're i mean diesel exhaust would be much more exact like toxic and thick and you'd be like like you'd be like coughing but oh shit i cannot breathe this shit in right now Mm -hmm. be like oh this is this is smelly what's going on back here they're
0: all they're all workmen (laughs) so they obviously know what burning fuel smells like Mm -hmm. and so they're like oh it reeks back here and you're like who are these morons? Like straight <laughs> immediately. I was like, who are these fucking idiots? What is happening? And the thing
2: is, all of this translates directly from Stephen King's writing. That's crazy. pretty. So it, it's kind of showing his perception of like maybe like mm. small town mainlanders, <laughs> yeah. you know, like this is their very simple people, you know, with that's simple crazy. problems, yeah. you know, uh, uh, broken engines, you know, the extent of, or, you know, a backed up engines, the extent of like their biggest problems in the world. And that's why Jim and Myron are so willing to, Jump on it! As the yeah. argument is that this is something they know they can control, yeah. And yeah. fix. Which All Toby he
0: mentions Jones. is, yeah. <laughs> Toby Jones comes in. And he's like, no, no, no. They're stupid. It's like
2: he's he's like, here, I can explain it to you, Thomas Jane, the Punisher. They're just stupid <laughs> the old men. He, the fact that he didn't have a German accent the entire time was <laughs> just completely throwing me off. I wanted him to be like, listen here, David. I am Baron Zemo. <laughs> I am Arnim
0: Zola. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I yeah. think there's a movie where he plays. um uh Hitchcock. Which is kind of interesting. He's a good actor. Oh Alfred! Oh, Hitchcock. he's a great actor. Yeah. He is. Um yeah, which Hitchcock did you think I was talking about?
2: I just I got confused at any Hitchcock for a second I don't know. <laughs> Uh
0: like Hancock and Hitch. Yeah, you thought exactly. it was Will Smith. <laughs> I was like, dang, he's Will
1: Smith in that movie? But would y'all um yeah, would y'all think about the fucking tentacles? Uh, I thought it was dope, and so obviously the
2: CG. Well, and that's paid. what I was going to talk on, Mister Anti, you know CGI over here. Like oh, this movie is not fantastic. Here, you know, here's
1: my thing because y'all y'all always bring that up, <laughs> but I only complain about the new movies having shitty CGI. Yeah, because Seven's not that old. It's it not that old, but it's over ten years old. It, it's not that old, but at the same time, CGI was still pretty much in its infancy when it came out. You know, so like for the for it to look as good as it did with cgi being as bad as it still was it's it's not that bad one thing i can
0: excitedly say about this movie is that it obviously knew what the design of the tentacles were going to be while shooting it because the end of the tentacle that they cut
2: off was physical and yeah
1: was there a description of the tentacle in the book like see a lot a
2: lot of it is basically like it's this is this is the color of the flesh it looked like a tentacle and well it talks about how it had a bunch of little a thousand little suckers all over the tentacles mm. that like, like as that, teeth that were like exactly like, eating individual little parts versus something that like ripped whole oh, chunks of okay. flesh away it's like as it wrapped around you it's like a million little mouths just oh, immediately dude, starting to horrible. eat at you from wherever it's touching you yeah um yeah for, for most of the part all of the creature designs were pretty mm-hmm. spot on um, you know, like the spiders were spiders in the book. I mean, that's literally what the pharmacy gotcha. is full of in the book is spider monsters that have silk encased with acid. And so they literally did that pretty to the teeth. That's so cool. And oh, it, with human know. teeth. Yeah, exactly. To the <laughs> teeth. You know? But
1: but yeah, no, the, the CGI wasn't the best, but it yeah, I can... Get give it some it. leniency because yeah. of how old the movie is. No,
0: I, I understand where you're coming from, where you're like, oh, why didn't Shang-Chi, one of the biggest studios that rakes in the biggest amount of money, why did it not have the green screen completely cut out? Yeah. yeah. Um, this movie was done on half the budget he was offered by other studios. Oh, really? Because they wanted to change his ending. Oh, oh interesting. And he was like, no, no. I got to get my ending. And so he took half the money and forfeited his own salary for the movie to get what he wanted with this movie. Interesting. And I, I'm happy for him. This is his yeah. passion project. Yeah. That's
2: kind of crazy. <laughs>
0: That's pretty cool, yeah. actually. So uh, this story, The Mist, first appeared in an anthology book with a bunch of different writers doing a bunch of different stories, but then mm-hmm. reappeared in Skeleton Crew.
2: Mm-hmm. which is
0: one, a collection of, of one of Stephen King's like most famous collections of short stories. I think this is the longest short story within the collection. I think
1: you're also right. Yeah, This is also considered a novella, just like yeah. um, yes. Misery. Just the reason or I was willing to... Stand by me, yeah. Well, nobody. And body, Shawshank God Redemption. That's what
2: it's called. <laughs> Funny enough, Shawshank Redemption is <laughs> also a short, a, nove- a short novella. It's shorter than The Mist is, so oh, really? I will also wow. be listening to It. It's like four pages shorter. You're short. going
0: to listen to It for Shawshank? Yeah. I'm going to also listen to Shawshank Redemption (laughs) for (laughs) the
2: Shawshank Redemption episode. (laughs) Maybe I'll actually read it. We'll see. Uh,
0: Let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll uh, finish talking about The Mist.
1: Uh, I'm fucking pissed. Uh, And we're back. We are still talking about uh, The Mystical. uh, Mystic Pizza. It's Mystic time. Jesus fucking Christ. What are you doing
4: can, Shut the hell up. Can you bitch. cool it now? Can you slow <laughs> it down?
0: I should get that as a soundbite,
1: right?
4: Lizard Shit Fuck.
1: Okay. Um yeah. So did y'all have like a favorite part of this movie? Yeah, the spider part. The spider really? part? Yeah,
0: the the pharmacy. Yeah. Um there's a couple of parts that they're very Um What's the word? This movie i feel like if it wasn't for the ending mm-hmm. i feel like everyone would be like constantly ref- referencing all the different parts of this movie because there are a lot of things in this movie that feel like hey that might have been the first time they did something like
3: that mm-hmm. Oh, okay. you know what i mean
0: um because like it almost feels like the happening is like a oh, ripoff that- of this I yeah i hate that movie uh you know the fog which is obviously based on the this book this. <laughs> but without being this book you know cuz i mean this came out after the fog but still
2: the um, movie itself but not the book right, yeah. right right
0: right yeah um i don't know it's there's so and i i laughed a lot at this movie because of how stupid Good. so many yeah. of these people were <laughs> mm-hmm. um even when it came to thomas jane when he was yanking back the biker's legs. Yeah. Oh, and dude, like, I
1: was like, There's blood. Why are you still pulling this I, shit? Yeah. like I was like, What are you expecting to find after all of this? <laughs> well, they're already all
0: screaming because they see the legs and he's still just pulling it. And he's like, it, like, Oh there's the legs. And isn't he also
2: screaming? He's like, Oh ah, yeah.
1: no! <laughs> But yeah, no, he sees the blood. And he's like in, in my head I, I was like, Oh, as soon as I see the blood, I'm not touching that part of it. Yeah, exactly. But he's I'm all I'm knows. gonna grab the part with the blood. He just keeps pulling it. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think? You what do you think killed the biker? Real quick, I think it was um that crab monster. Yeah, oh. it's, all it's all like whatever right. we
2: see wandering around yeah. with the, obviously the big claws. Yeah, um, is I think what is kind of getting everybody in the parking lot at least anytime they go out there.
0: There was there any parts for you, Kenny? Because I know that. Um you're very standoffish when it comes to
2: gruesomeness yeah yeah where oh absolutely the fucking mp's back blowing up into a million little fucking <laughs> was that the worst part oh my you, god or... I, yeah i was not even i i'm not I straight up i was not even looking at the screen for any of that shit <laughs> i was like nope, was not accepting this right? well no i didn't see it so i don't know it sounded bad <laughs> i
1: mean you you know what happens yeah. though that's terrifying right like...
2: that should yeah, have me fucked up so yeah that was definitely when, i think uh... that was the most squeamish i got throughout all of it because the rest of the time like even uh when sally gets stung but, okay see that was something else they that i they added to the movie movie that i didn't see i thought was random and completely unnecessary was both of those characters oh the, the... young military guy and that young girl they were both it, it, it was kind of i guess to pull away from the fact that our main character has sex with a yeah, you know, our married main character has sex with a married woman in the book, and they were like, "We shouldn't do that. We'll just oh, do with before. the woman that's there." Yeah, Amanda. In... Okay, they end yeah. up doing it in the book for whatever no even explainable been three reason. Days.
1: <laughs> it's
2: animal instinct.
1: It's that's
0: the, what it's
2: literally the first night too. <laughs> that's what Stephen King is trying to draw. <laughs> yeah.
0: Is that it, this is all animal instinct? Exactly. So. I
1: think. I think the uh, the soldier, um, the mm-hmm. private, I think he was a good ad in the movie. Like, I obviously, I haven't read the book, but I think it's a good addition just to show you how fast that these people were willing to turn on mm-hmm. somebody who's their own. So, that country. was one
2: thing I liked a little bit more in the book was that there were two military guys in there, but they hang themselves, like, almost immediately. It's, uh, like, very early oh, on when really? everyone realizes. It's, like, right after Norm gets attacked and they for sure i think it's after even i think it's right after brent norton's group goes out and they verify like they're shit in the mist killing people they find the two soldiers and i really liked it in the book because in order for them to hang themselves they had to like aggressively help each other get into position and stuff and basically do it at the exact same time to even be able to do it at all because their hands are like tied behind their backs Mm -hmm. and stuff why would they
0: tie their own hands so
2: they can't
3: you can't oh, stop once yours, it's going. Yeah, you can't save yourself.
2: Yeah. It's like guaranteeing you're, you're going to get through it. And so the main character and Ollie make the choice to hide their bodies so that no one it, it, it doesn't escalate. It, everyone yeah. freaking out like, oh shit! The two military dudes killed themselves. Obviously, we're fucked because you know. But it hints that them obviously knowing more than they're letting on. Right. It's blatantly the Arrowhead project that is responsible for whatever the fuck is happening.
0: Um, do, is Ollie also a state champion?
3: <laughs>
2: oh cool. I-, I loved ollie's perfect translation from book to which is very quiet and just in the shooter but the one that has only wise things to say essentially is the one that's yeah. level-headed person the i entire loved time. toby jones throughout this whole movie i, I did was, too.
0: Little, the moment i saw him i was like oh i'm gonna like this guy <laughs> and you're right
2: over even david he's the most sane person there is that we follow along with where we even see david well, what drives me nuts about one of the scenes with our main characters when he's first trying to explain the sound that he hears and freaks out, and he's giving, like, the world's worst explanation. He's like, I heard, I heard a noise. It was a noise, right? I didn't hear that noise. And they're like, no, we didn't hear a noise. He's like, well, it was a noise. And it, it made noise. And they're like, you sound fucking crazy right now, bro. And I felt like I would have been the exact same way. I'm like, you obviously were just freaking out in the dark and thought you heard something you didn't. I'd be like, no, something was fucking pushing up against that door. That shit was obviously... Out there,
1: right? No, that's hilarious. Did you say that? Because uh, what was that? That one guy's name? The one with the hat. Was it was Jim?
2: Well, Jim's the one that ended up like turning sides in the end, you know, it, oh, yeah. was switching like switching with to the team. Yeah. Uh, um, the president from the MCA so, and the Grim Reaper from
1: It's hilarious James. that yeah. you say that because in the movie, <laughs> Jim even says, like, you should you should have described the sound. You just said there was a sound. You didn't tell me what it was. Should like <laughs> better, which, yeah. which obviously was a stupid fucking excuse. Yeah. But it was still, to your point, fucking what's his name? He, he could have done David
2: ten, 10% better job yeah. trying to get his point he's, across. He yeah. could
1: have been like, There's a fucking lion or something out there. <laughs> I shit you not. It I heard it. So you know?
0: Jim is played by William Sadler, mm-hmm. um, who, you know, he he's a great actor. He's mm-hmm. a great character actor. Um both him and Jeffrey DeMunn, who played Dan, the older man with the bloody nose, mm-hmm. uh-huh. were in Jeffrey Um Green Mile. Yeah. Yeah, They're both in Green Mile. One, the father of the two girls, and the other one, one of the guards. One of the guards, yeah. Um, And I just want to point out like, how many people have been in other Stephen King movies at this point. <laughs> and Frank Darabont yeah. films, yeah. Well, Thomas Jane was also in Dreamcatcher, which, sorry, mm-hmm. Paul Damon, we're not doing we this. We haven't done we, this year.
1: Okay, but find time to watch it if we're not going to do it on the we're podcast. We're
0: going to do it for Kingmas next year. 2022. 2022. Oh, I
1: fucking hate you. <laughs> you just get to wait. <laughs> I don't want to
0: wait. Uh, but yeah, no, I just wanted to point out that they were also in, That's us go. Oh, and then cool. of course, obviously, uh, Francis Sternhagen, who mm-hmm. was in misery. Um, I want to talk about, uh, Dar- Darabont, real quick. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He, these, Old these, Frank boy. Yeah. He did three, these three movies uh, before that. He did a short film. There was a collection of Stephen King short movies. No shit. Yes. Interesting. Um, do you think he's a big kinghead, or do you think he finds success in doing Stephen King properties? Because then obviously he went on to do The Walking Dead. What, what, what do you think it is? Do you think he's good at adaptation?
1: Do you think he's good at do you think he loves Stephen King? What do you what do you what kind of I, I would agree with that, that he is a bit of a kinghead. Um which, by the way, real quick, I, I want you to bleep out every time we say King. <laughs> I'm not going to <laughs> He's a real bloop. <laughs> um well just bloop head, you know? Yeah. Uh but but no, I mean from everything that I've seen of him, I'm obviously haven't delved really into his, his uh cinematic career, but from everything I've seen it, it does really seem like he in lo- he loves Stephen King. He he might even be married to him. <laughs> no, it's probably a mixed
2: bag, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think he probably found success in Stephen King and also just likes likes his his writing and feels Mm -hmm. like it's what he's most enjoyed adapting, you know, into, uh, movies and shows and things like that so i think it's probably somewhere in between those two relationships and i have to believe that him and stephen king probably have a good oh relationship relationship with each other and yeah. maybe that has a lot to do with it. i for mean for all we know they could have worked closely together during shawshank and then married. become yeah Paul best buds you know he already spilled the beans they're secret married it's it's you know it's all <laughs> no it, secret it, anymore it's that old depp burton shit again you <laughs> Yeah, i mean you just they meet once and they're meant to be and they never leave each other again you know? yeah Uh, no, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy, but, uh... It intrigues me that he decided to do The Walking Dead and obviously stick to that for the last decade plus when, you know, like, why not have tried to push for, like, a Dark Tower series uh, or, you know, like any of the larger Stephen King stories he probably could have drawn out to into a multi-seasonal show, you know? And maybe that's a, that's on, like, a passion project of his he just can't get signed off on.
0: he, I think he is more interested in budget at this point because mm. like i was talking the reason whole reason he went to dimension was because they off they agreed to do his ending mm-hmm. which do it the way he wanted right exactly and with less of a budget and so i think trying to adapt anything else of stephen king's that hasn't already been adapted would be the dark tower frankly and that is obviously something that needs a heavy budget mm-hmm. because it's a lot of fantastical shit. did not they
1: do the Dark Tower?
0: They did, and it did not do good. <laughs> I
1: haven't, obviously, I haven't seen it. We but could yeah.
0: do it for King next year. Mm-hmm. Same, same with The Stand, I, which is a series I that I'm very interested you. in. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but no, I mean, let's get back to The Mist. Uh, let's talk about
1: some of our favorite parts. Is there anything we missed? Oh, yeah. There's tons of stuff we <laughs> missed. Um, well, what would you say? Is there stuff that we missed? from the book um that doesn't really show up in the movie besides
2: um yeah besides like uh, the things i've already talked on for the most part Mm -hmm. it runs pretty pretty hand in hand and it intrigued me a lot of the stuff they decided like verbatim needed to be exactly the same which was predominantly a lot of mrs carmody's nonsense you know um but i think it works because i really think she's meant to be our antagonist even more than the mist or the uh, uh, creatures out there because they're all in a sense, meant to be like a natural force. Of They're evil, like a catalyst. Where she's like the, the you know, the thing that's going to cause everything to boil over. You know, mm-hmm. she's like the thing inciting evil in humanity because it's pretty much right out the gate. She's like blood sacrifice, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> human sacrifice.
0: So is she. You you make it seem like she's a witch in the book. Does she also talk about God and all mm-hmm. that shit? Oh, yeah, okay.
2: they they talk that she's very witchy in the sense that exactly she's one to go get brews and you know oh, potions okay. from. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, yeah, everything is the devil is upon us. We have opened the gates of hell, and we all you know are yeah. suffering for it.
0: Interesting. Um, there's some fucked up deaths in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's some. Um, Oh god! There was one part where I was laughing my ass off, and it's when the bugs first show up. Oh, okay. And uh, oh, like
1: the the flying ones? Yes, mm-hmm.
0: the ones that look like fucking mosquitoes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're slapping against the windows, and Thomas Jane is, or I think even it's Toby. Uh, mm-hmm. What's his name? Ollie. 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 He's like they're attracted <laughs> to the light, you know. <laughs> oh, and then and fucking Jim's just running around turning all the yeah. lights on. <laughs> so Jim and and Myron are. Uh, uh, rigging together this horrible like flood light light. we're gonna scare them away yeah. Yeah. and so they didn't get the memo at the back of the store that the bugs are obviously attracted to the light and so they're turning off all the lanterns at the front of the store while the two morons are running out in the back Lighting all the so they can yeah. see what's going on, yeah, so they can see what's going on, and then obviously, Thomas Jane had previously proposed that maybe we can make some torches out of the mops. Mm-hmm. And so, the, the poor brothers, one uh, I think it's Joe, yeah. he lights his mop but then s- slips and kicks the fucking kerosene over and then lights the whole Fuck. fucking storm I, I floor. <laughs> I was, I was. Fucking gut busting!
1: I was laughing so it was fucking kind of hard. ridiculous I can yeah. totally see that happening though. That's like in thing. all that yeah. panic, you know. Yeah. So I think that made it so much more believable when I watched it. But I can still imagine being there in person and be like, "Oh, did you see that shit?" You know. <laughs> yeah, I just want that song.
2: I'm on fire now. Oh, God. <laughs> Playing throughout that whole scene because it would yes. totally fucking fit. It's just that ridiculously chaotic in the sense of oh, no God. one's communicating with each other. Um, I guess I keep going back to the book, but what got me with that scene is that it's, that's one of those few moments that they escalated like to a thousand from what happens in the book, which is that they really? talk about how there's a pie shaped hole in one of the windows that one bug gets through. And then one of those bird things gets through, and that's it. And they kill one person <laughs> before they manage to kill it and get it out of there, and that's it. One person dies in that entire encounter, they... and there's no fires or, like, <laughs> people losing their shit over lights. So I'm like that. Was, I was kind of blown away that that escalated so aggressively, even to the point that they lost, like, an entire window. Because it's like an mm, entire right. window gets smashed out, and then a whole bunch of bugs and two of the birds
1: make it in you know how, how do they die in the book how does the one person die in the it, book? it kind
2: of how that one guy dies in the movie which is that it like lands on him and it's just like eating him kind of oh. right in the entrance it's just like so the bug doesn't sing anyone it no Wow. Bug doesn't sting. Anymore. I, I liked that. I when liked the bugs, that part I, too. I liked they they describe that. They described them having giant stingers, but in they, the, that one bug gets eaten. I think even by that bird, it like manages to get in and eat it and then slip its way the rest of the way through or something. I
0: and really liked that. Everything in this movie was almost, you. yeah, it was almost concocted directly to kill humans. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or just what,
1: to, they're just predators mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Right.
0: Exactly. Um, I really liked that. Uh, yeah, so this is when What's-Her-Name gets stung mm-hmm. and her whole neck and face oh gets swollen. Oh, um, And she dies. And then, yeah, one of the birds chomps on another fool's neck. And, <laughs> and then we, we have get, Fireboy
2: running around. Flaming
0: Joe. Flamin' Joe. <laughs> um, and and so Joe has a brother uh, who is willing to go along to the pharmacy, pharmacy next door. Um, do you guys want to hear my impression of Thomas Jane going through the pharmacy? Yes. Yeah. Okay hydro chlorine there's my impression of
1: <laughs> <laughs> hydrochlorine. yeah
0: there's a part where he i laughed because oxy
1: yeah toby jones is
0: over there shuffling all the good stuff into a bag and he finds a bottle and he's like hydro chlorine and that's all he does <laughs> he just sticks it in a bag Oh, God, dude. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Please make the mist stupid juice. I, stupid like, juice. Like, <laughs> I can't. I I so badly wanted this movie to just be like, the reason why everyone's so dumb and stupid is because the mist is, stupid, ju- is stupid, stupid juice. It's stupid juice. <laughs> it's just prespirated stupid juice in the air. Oh, <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, so, and then there's one other older lady who's been watching the kid mm-hmm. throughout the whole first half of the movie. Oh, she yes. commits suicide by overdose. Well, mm-hmm. maybe it's not even on purpose, yeah. but she does overdose. Maybe she's just so nervous that she just took all the pills. I mean, if you were g- going to overdose on purpose, I'd, is, I'd go in the bathroom or the stock yeah. room. Well, I mean, or,
1: I, I think at that point she was just all, fuck it, it doesn't matter, we're all dying anyway That's kind of thing. You know what I mean?
2: yeah. Um, I think it's maybe somewhere in between those. Not necessarily like fuck enough. it, I'm gonna eat this whole bottle of pills. So much as like, I'm just gonna keep taking them and hopefully whatever remember. happens yeah. happens. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's what I usually do whenever I get prescribed something. Exactly.
0: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I'll just keep taking them until I feel it. and <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, there's four deaths to pill overdose in the book. Oh wow. so once again okay. it's
2: seven it's over 70 people that get trapped so they have to like kind of find a way to kill off a lot of more you know half. in that kind of variety you know in like wilder varieties. So, um, the
0: creature feature effects that they use for the spiders mm-hmm. and the webbed up people in the pharmacy was pretty fucking sick. Mm-hmm.
1: I, like, I really I like lines. the little faces. Mm-hmm. Dude, all the creatures' little faces were badass. Yeah. Honestly.
0: I loved uh, the human teeth on the spiders. I mm-hmm. thought it was pretty cool. They had like squills. Almost human faces yeah, as well. Yeah. i like, get you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's how the uh, mosquitoes also kind of Yeah, liked, they yeah. did yeah. with
0: their crazy like uh, iguana eyes yeah. or whatever. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this this movie looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And it has a lot of cool ideas. Um, but I just can't get over how stupid everybody, everybody was. Yeah. Um, literally, uh, well, let's talk about the ending. Yeah, let's so just get, let's just get there. Yeah, oh so they God. managed to
2: fucking decide to leave, even well, though every hold expedition out has been awful. There,
0: there's a an ugly mirror that this movie does with the fucking neighbor. What's his name? Uh, Oh, Brent Brent Norton. There's an ugly mirror that this movie does that I hated. Yeah. And it's that Brent is like no let me leave and Thomas Jane is like let me call him by his actual name. Yeah. Fucking David. David. Uh, David's like no you you don't know what's out there. And so the movie escalates to the point where then David's like let us leave and Miss Mrs. Comedy or whatever her name is. It's like no
2: we know what's out there at this point. Mm -hmm. Why would you do that?
0: Yeah. And I hated that. Mm -hmm. I was like this is a repetition and what other out, out outcome are you going to get other than what you already fucking know, you know? And so, so I, I, I was very angry that the, they even painted the first half. Yeah. Cause yeah, like they, okay. what they should have done was did had like two people die very instantly. And then the other four people run back into the store. Yeah. I think that that would have solved the first instance. Immediately. More. Yeah. And then from there, make Brent Norton, his now best
2: friend with toby jones you know what i mean so at least in the book the the group that decides to escape all have a it's painted very clearly why they all this those specifically need to get out of the store Mm. which is mrs carmody and it's that they're all someone who has done something to directly upset her in the book amanda has slapped her to tell her to shut the hell up miss the the old woman definitely threw the peas at her i think um and then there's a lot more talk of like P- pure blood needing oh. to be sacrificed and so it's very indi- Billy's the only kid in the store and oh. the book is the gotcha. other thing that's made ba- very prevalent so she's talking about pure blood needing to be sacrificed and they're like she's like want- an innocent she wants your fucking kid bro she- that's who she's planning on murdering and so in the book it's only the four of them that escape mm. it's just him it's just David Billy Amanda and then the old woman who right. threw the peas at her and was like fuck you you know yeah and so they all leave under the pretense like it's going to be any of us she's going to choose to sacrifice right. here in a minute you you know, so we're all at the greatest risk of threat from her. I need to get the fuck out of this place, you know.
1: Which, and Ollie. That was actually... Sorry, and also Ollie. But that that he, was actually one does. of my favorite yeah. scenes. That's why I didn't remember, because he doesn't even get in the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was actually one of my favorite scenes in the movie, though, mm-hmm. where that all starts happening, and she's fucking, that lady's going crazy, she's like, give me that child. I want yeah. the boy. Mm-hmm. Give me the whore. And um, Which and makes Ollie more just... sense in
2: the book, because... She actually sleeps with David, so when she's calling her a <laughs> whore, it's like, that yeah. makes a lot more yeah. sense. Yeah. But because
0: it, Miss Mrs. Carmody wanted to sleep with her also. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. But I just love- it's A lot of sexual tension in this When Ollie story. steps up and shoots her. Yeah. You know, because I was like- <laughs> So sick. I, I remember when I first saw that scene, I was like, yeah, fucking kill that bitch. <laughs> kill that fucking bitch. She got her. You know?
0: And I love- he is the best actor in this movie, mm-hmm. Toby Jones, hands down. Frank, I
2: would agree with that, like wholeheartedly. Because Thomas the... Jane could have done a lot better,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, especially with his crying, dude. Yeah. Like, okay. uh, sorry, but at the end of the movie, when he's crying, he's ye- literally yelling "ow." Mm-hmm. He's like, sure. "ow." I want to. I- I'll. I definitely well, have some uh, good stuff reason to talk for about. that. <laughs> okay, but anyway, Toby Jones, yes, yeah.
0: killed he, it. He's like, I killed her. And Thomas Jane's like, I know. And she, he was like, um, otherwise she would have killed you and and you know and the Billy, boy yeah. Billy, Big Bill, which I love that nickname from <laughs> it. Um, but uh, <laughs> Thomas Jane is just like, yeah, I know. That's why I said thank you.
3: <laughs> I feel yeah, like I feel so like so much of his
1: dialogue comes off so dry,
3: and that's like let... Toby
1: Jones was like, you know, we're doing a scene
2: right now. Right?
3: <laughs>
4: God damn
2: it! Like, I know that's why they wrote the line "thank you." And he's like, I know that's why we're, we're doing dialogue here, <laughs> <That's> Thomas. <laughs> uh,
0: but then they leave. Um, the old man with the mustache goes mm-hmm. with them, which I thought was cool. The manager of the store goes with them. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he doesn't make it out. The old man dies. One of the other, oh, M- Marin. He also dies. The guy that was with Myron. Myron, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. The one that was with Jim. Yeah. yeah he, also dies. He also dies from a spider or a crab monster. Yeah, he or whatever like the twists fuck. his ankle, coming mm-hmm. out, and he can't
2: run and yeah. shit.
0: And then, with, poor, I mean, he's a, a true idiot, so it makes sense.
2: Yeah. Poor old Ollie makes it all the way to the car and manages to open both driver and passenger door. And then it's just like, yeah. <laughs> just fucking cuts when his he, ass in half. Yeah. As
1: soon as he turns around, he's like, guys, I did it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> fuck. And then the four wheel drive is then covered in Ollie blood. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, which is uh, the best kind of blood?
0: So, and Dan, then, uh, the old lady, Amanda, Big Bill, Bill, and uh, the Punisher. When all... I just
2: want to talk on the fact that the gun lands on the fucking. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, they, they all, all
0: make in. it into the car, and Thomas still has that that gun hunger from the Punisher. And he needs that gun. And it's not even, that's
2: not even the problem for me. It's the fact that he chooses the worst way to try to reach for <laughs> it that takes him <laughs> 10 times longer than if he would have just gotten out and grabbed it, which yeah. is trying to reach from his seating position all the way onto the hood of the vehicle, yeah. which literally made it take much longer and probably made him sweat and get more of his odor out in there. Which well, is... the fact that they were all screaming, too. Yes. Like, everyone else in the car was fucking screaming bloody murder. So, I guess that's one other thing I forgot to mention on that the Ooh. book makes a point of is that that's what they realized is uh. that everything is based on odor. It's mm. the, And so, that was one thing that drove me a little bit nuts is I was like, okay, well, the, there's ways to cover that up. Like, you have a diesel engine generator. Cover mm. yourself in diesel fuel. Like, do what it takes. But they pretty much figure out, like, the mist is so thick, there's no way any of these creatures can see through it. And it obviously distorts sound. They must be attracted by smell solely mm-hmm. you know so it's like human odor is what it causes cool, them to come
0: how cool would it be if the mist was also like a a cognitive like connection mm-hmm. of like a hive mind where it's like a spider web and the second that the mist eats any of your odor off of your body is like oh that's where they are and i like that that's idea cool. because of it
2: once again having that thickness <clears throat> to where it is something you can feel touching you so yeah. it makes sense that it would be something that anything within it could detect any deviation in the smoke. You know what right. I mean? It's like, oh, something's fucking with it right there. I feel the different in pressure, even air pressure. Yeah. You know, it could be even more, more complicated.
1: But but just the fact that they go off of odor in the book kind of makes more sense to why that that lady, the first one who leaves to go get her kids, it kind of makes sense to how she survives. Mm-hmm. Because arguably she smelled less like a person at the beginning versus they did after a few days of being crowded. You know <laughs> but what they I mean? Smelling
2: a bunch of sweaty ass bodies. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So arguably she could have gotten away because she didn't smell as much like everybody. She was wearing that lavender perfume. That's what so it was. She smelled like flowers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then,
0: they then they drive. Then they, they drive. They drive south. They drive so For far as, away. As long as they can. Um, south. And this is where they go to his house first. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they go to his house, and of course, they see his webbed up wife up on the.
1: I like the way they did that, too. They're like, oh, we have to make sure she died outside so they have no reason to go inside. Mm -hmm. Yep uh do they do that in the book
2: okay so in the book what it is is that he makes a big point of the last time he ever saw his wife she was walking out to their garden to like prune their flowers and stuff like in a sun hat like basically ready for a day outside while the mist was rolling across the lake so right. it basically being like she was definitely first chilling outside when it rolled in so there's no pretty much no chance of her surviving so when they're trying to track back to his house there's like a giant tree that's fallen in the way and he has to basically make the choice like i know that's been the effort yeah well they're still like a quarter mile from the house he's like there's no way i can and they talk about how he can hear everything moving in the woods you can't Mm. see anything but you can hear the creatures moving in the woods and it's like there's no way he could possibly make it on foot and so it's the choice of being like there's no there's no way she either made go
0: it. out there and and see it and die yeah. or just... and
2: it, it's him even being like I know for a fact that's how she was the last moment I saw her so there's no way she went and like bottled herself up in the house right. and got herself away from it there's plus just no way. he had he had a new wife now yeah exactly now he has new new <laughs> consummated
0: wife. they're good and so
2: <laughs> then yeah then after that they just it talks about how they drive to Portland Maine um and there they try to use the radio because at that point they're far enough South that they should be getting like Boston radio stations and And nothing's working. Mm -hmm. So it like soft indicates that it could have taken over like the entire East coast or more at this point, you know, maybe the mist is interfering also an accurate prediction. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I like that. The mist is so supernatural that it is like a giant webbed EMP, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, I liked that they didn't have cell service the whole time, uh, exactly. you know, to make it modern, you know, they have to cut out the cell phone somehow. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, they drive as far South and this is when Frank Darabont wants his new ending that he thought up, mm-hmm. which is a contemplation that apparently the main character David had within the book, which is like, I have this many bullets. I, there's this many people in the car. Exactly. Is that an option?
3: And
2: He's so, like, no matter what, I won't let these things take my son. is literally I what mean, he, he says. promised him. Yeah, in the movie, it's him being like, well, "You promise you won't let them take me." And in the book, it's like, "I don't care. I will never let these things have my son." And so, uh, Darabont's version is, if spoiler alert for anyone
0: listening who hasn't seen, yeah, it. yeah, here we go, big <laughs> spoils. Um, he, there's four bullets still in the gun. There's five people in the in this version of the of the story. Um, and so, the Punisher. Uh, uses the gun, <laughs> punishes.
1: he punishes the, and the he kills
0: four people. four people, including his son yeah. in the car. And then he continues to scream into the gun, <laughs> Uh wishing, hoping that there was another bullet. Which I think is what Darabont wanted more than anything. Yes, and Loki, I. Think so. low key, I I liked
1: this mm-hmm. part. That part was extremely powerful. It was the part immediately after the <laughs> Where he's yelling out. Which I can yeah. only
2: I will say if a gun is loud in yes, an open true. space. A gun and pulled four shot four times in a car, you'd be borderline deaf. You yeah. know, so you it would have hurt pretty bad to like yeah. do that. So you'd be like ah! I have,
0: I have <laughs> extremely strong ears. So I don't think I'd be deaf. I'd be pretty good. You'd be going, yeah. ow! Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'd be okay.
1: Your ears are like the Hulk, but like the sadder you get, the stronger your ears get. And, <laughs> and you'd be really sad at that point, yes. so they wouldn't even hurt yeah. you. Uh,
0: but then he goes out into the mist, and he's screaming for the monsters in the mist to come mm-hmm. and take him. And instead, he gets the military. Dude. And they have flamethrowers, and you see curled up spiders flamed in the background. And the and- mist
2: insta-disappears. Yep. Which is what bothered me a little bit. It's bothered? Like, well, where did it go? It just instantly vanishes the moment the military... It's like, oh shit, the military's here. I gotta go. <laughs> I, I liked it. Arguably, it's, <laughs>
1: it's the heat dispersing the mist. Maybe. But, um, what's it called? I, I love that, yeah, when he steps out of the car, you see him looking around, like, you see, if you look at the expression on his face, it's more like, wait, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> this, I I just needed to wait like a minute, maybe like 2 minutes. <laughs> What's going on here? Like that's that's the look you get yeah. from it. it. It's it's kind of more of a hilarious look than a look of shock. You yeah. know, it doesn't look like he's he's like, "Oh my god. I just had to wait." It looks actually kind of more like he's just altogether confused yeah like he's like did you are you guys monsters too <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it kind of i agree um but yeah this is how the movie ends we see the woman from the beginning of the of like the movie yeah. up on,
1: <laughs> Dude, she does have that kind of look <laughs> on her face right like that's yeah. why I bitch i saved my kid yeah,
0: exactly <laughs> should have walked <laughs> a bitch home <laughs> and then two unfaced or no faced uh military <laughs> guys come and just stare at thomas jane as he weeps into the ground. Like, what's this guy We're doing? Also, kind of like motioning towards the car, like, hey,
1: there's some dead people. <laughs> right. Damn, some shit just went down here, huh? <laughs> oh, Something I also wanted to say um, about the woman who saved her kids. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the movie, she says that. Her oldest kid is eight years old and sometimes forgets Mm -hmm. that she's watching the younger kid. When you look at the two kids at the end of the movie, they're obviously like 13 and 10. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. They're They're way too old. Yeah, way, way older. Do you think
0: I had an issue with the actor who played Bill? Okay, because he played much younger than he looked. Yeah, he's
2: supposed to be five, but he looked
0: more like ten. Yeah, and so do you think that's Darabont trying to do like a mind fuck to you, where it's like, hey, you don't know how old kids are. And chill the fuck
2: out, pal. Well, my problem is, I don't know how old <laughs> like kids are. <laughs> I'm the worst at guessing a child's age. I'll be like, you're like four, right? And they're like, I'm nine. And I'll be like, you're like 12, right? And they're like, I'm like six. And I'm like, fuck, I just, I'm never, I'm never right. Like, bro, I'm 47. <laughs> <laughs> this is Stillwater. But I, I do definitely agree with that. That uh, the, he was aged a little bit more than, or the actor was a little older than the age right. he was meant to be, kind of. But I think there's a big point of him regressing. Back into yeah. himself due to all of the drama and stuff, because they talking enough. about him sucking his thumb and things like that. So this, this story, they were like, You're ten, but we need you to be five. All right. <laughs> this story
0: <laughs> is all about human instinct and 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 mm-hmm. how the psyche breaks. Um, and, and I, how quickly it can
2: happen. Yes.
0: And oh, I
2: this is, this is a story by the Joker. <laughs> it just takes one
0: bad day, guys. It's just one bad is, day. This the the supermarket is society,
3: mm-hmm. I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> Actually, this, um, the supermarket is the swamp. And as long as we, <laughs> we stay in it, it. We, we can stay. We can train it. No, we can stay the ogres <laughs> oh, that we God are. It. Exactly. It's like Akira.
1: But once you drain the swamp, yeah, Our, see, then the I mist knew, comes in. I knew as as soon as Kenny started talking about Shrek, I was like, "Fuck, Ian's going to talk about Akira." Yeah. <laughs> and I need <laughs> Kenny to stop we talking want... about Shrek because every time he talks about Shrek.
2: We, we got, about Akira. We got an hour into a movie episode, and I didn't bring up Shrek. I'm actually pretty upset with myself. So, all things are Shrek, as um, you will soon learn.
0: This movie uh, is much like Akira in the sense that they're both movies. Yeah, there you go. Fuck. About people, and we're gonna
1: we're gonna rate them.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> it's not too late to rate. It is not too late to rate. Okay, so. Does anyone want a reflection of what they've previously rated the Stephen King movies up to this point? Sure. Do you want it? Do you want yours? Yeah, yes. I'll read it first as well. Oh, shit. I didn't write down the Green Mile ratings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, we'll just listen to it to figure it out.
3: Yeah. I'm pretty sure
0: Kenny and I both gave it 4.8s. I think so. It's, I think it's, it it's definitely gave it like a, a 4.6. I think something. you gave it a
2: 4.7. Because literally oh, right. I was right. gonna g I was gonna give it a four point five, which I thought was like a sh- fucking great rating. That's right. And then y'all both shit on my what I thought was great rating, <laughs> so I had to give it an even better rating. Yeah. <laughs> uh so I'm just gonna put that one as all
0: fives across the board. Um okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Don't just do kidding. That. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, Fuck it. Uh, let's just rate this movie. Fuck it. Uh, the fact that the Green Mile wasn't written down kind of psychs me out.
2: There's a lot... I mean, well, I'll start first yes. with yeah. this, which is that there's a lot about the story of this movie that I like, but at the end of, We didn't really talk too much on it, but at the end of the day, a lot of the acting, I feel like, could have been a little bit better. I think some of the dialogue oh. could have been a yeah. little bit better, so mm-hmm. um, I was kind of blown away this was a Frank Dar- Darabont movie because yeah. I just feel like the dialogue is what makes the, some of the Green Mile one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Um, and a lot of the cinematography works so well where I thought a lot of the shots in this movie were really strange. There was a lot of camera choices and options that I thought were very Dude, jarring know? at times. Just awkward. There was one really early on where it goes from like the shot of like the tree that's fallen and like pans into their like front yard and then like right up to them when he's like talking about it being ruined and like tosses it into the bat. And every minute that shot just felt like I was like, dang, this looks like I made it. Like, you know are, I you, mean? like are you learning? Yeah, uh-huh? like this was like <laughs> student photography or something. Mm-hmm. So I was just very.
0: It was uh, it, it, this movie was almost shot like how uh, the office and Parks and Rec and Superstore. And yeah. all these fucking shows are shot where it's like a pseudo documentary. Yeah. So the mm-hmm. fact
2: that you talked on him having basically half the budget to work on this film i feel like almost explains a lot of that and that this was obviously him working with a lot less maybe money or resources than he was used to having to spit out these big pictures you know these big steve king films so but with all that in mind i still think this is a haunting story that really sticks with you after the fact and a lot of the like exactly the the repercussions you kind of consider like dang what would happen to me in this kind of environment i think Mm -hmm. makes it still a very good story and was portrayed pretty honestly and well through this film for the most part. So uh, I think I'm gonna give it shit, I don't know. Uh, that's a good call now that I actually have to give you a number. Um I'm gonna give it a three point eight. Okay. Is mm. what it is. Which is that mine's gonna be almost identical. Yeah, which is a good story, but just could have with the budget it probably deserved or Frank Darbon even maybe wanted for it, could have been that next that right. next level gotten into that four point range. Yeah, it definitely has room to grow. Or you can see where it was maybe even stunted by its production, you know, so.
0: Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and follow. I have all the same qualms. I felt mm-hmm. like there was many times where I couldn't understand if it was either the acting or the dialogue that was fucking me up. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it maybe was half and half, like literally maybe both were delivered just under par to where it just didn't feel correct and it is confusing that this is a darebont movie because um the the pan shots are not the same the there's so many shots and, and structured scenes that just do not e- equate mm-hmm. to what we know mm-hmm. of this man um but this movie is a horror movie mm-hmm. which shawshank and the green mile are not, not. and this movie is horrifying mm-hmm. Um, whether it's human interaction that, that has lost sanity or the actual true monsters right outside the superstore, this movie is pretty terrifying. You said superstore. <laughs> I it, is, it is a superstore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, maybe it's just a grocery store. I think a superstore is more like Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> um, they didn't sell tires here. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but so, yeah, I, I agree. Like I do really like what I got out of this. I just I, I've already explained my mm-hmm. my qualms. I wish there was, <laughs> I wish the mist was stupid juice and I wish that um uh, uh fucking uh Brent Norton's character wasn't just I mean, eaten by the wind and then makes Thomas Jane's character later seem so stupid. Yeah. So
1: I don't know. Uh yeah, 3.8. 3.8. Okay. You know, I'm going to give it a, a 3.7. Okay. Um and I, I really do enjoy this movie a lot I, I do have some of the same you know qualms that y'all do with it um, one of the biggest things that really gets me with this movie, although I enjoy it so much is the um, the fact that something you talked about earlier is the fact that the movie feels like a three to four hour movie at some point yeah even though it's only two hours long. I think that has a lot to do with the cinematography yeah um, and less with the dialogue um, I actually cinematography and acting in the movie I feel like it has a lot to do with that. Yeah, um, because all the scenes uh, don't seem properly paced out no. in the movie. Yeah, you're right. And the only ones that feel even that feel good are really the scenes with Ollie, um, yeah. with with Toby Jones. Yeah, and I think it's because of his superior acting that kind of pushes the scenes along a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, this is definitely a watch for me. I, that's I agree. something that I, I do, I would urge really people recommend to watch people people to watch people it. To watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's not it's not a movie. I feel like that has too much rewatchability um unless maybe you just love Stephen King and you just like this type type of thing you know, but it it after watching it one time and with the pacing of the movie, I feel like you can get everything you need from it um and you don't need to delve back right back into it. I think you would have to wait a while to rewatch it. I kind of
0: equate this movie to a Peter Jackson movie, okay, like. Um, especially The Hobbits and especially King Kong, where it's more so a sequence of events that kind of just flood over the characters. And Mm. they're all notable events that you can say like, oh, remember the barrel scene? Or, oh, remember the giant spiders, you know? Mm. And so that's that's kind of what this movie feels like, except for instead of a, a long trek that these characters go on, it's all very confined to this one spot, which is also kind
2: of, you know neat yeah that they were able to pull off, in a unique story telling a device you know yeah. what i mean to be like let's have them experience all of these wild monsters but in a contained mm-hmm. environment versus a journey mm-hmm. to find each one along the way in you know, a very
1: odyssey-esque <laughs> right also so. I, another thing i wanted to mention real quick um is i i feel like when i first saw this movie was shortly after it came out i didn't mm-hmm. see it in theaters you did no i didn't. did not oh, okay. but um i saw it pretty much as soon as it came to television you know, as soon as... we Like could, the movie channels. Yeah, as soon as you could get it on DVD or anything, it was on television. And that's when I f- first saw it. Um, Would you I, say you were mystified? I was definitely mystified. <laughs> I was very upset that I missed it in theater. <laughs> <laughs> <And,
2: laughs>
3: missed the um, chance yeah, to go see it theaters.
1: <laughs> but uh, I think this movie kind of gave me a little bit of anxiety about life uh, because of the ending of the movie. Um, because he decides to kill everybody and if he had just waited just a little bit longer everybody would have been fine and so that i feel like has given me anxiety in life because i'm always second guessing things because i'm like wait maybe i should just wait just a couple more minutes and (laughs) see how it pans out and usually when i wait those couple more minutes things pan out better than if i had made that decision right then and there definitely so that's that's one of the reasons this movie has actually stuck with me and interesting
2: it, i will say it, it makes the ending a little bit sillier to me like i almost want to laugh at the fact that that's like it's like, like haha <laughs> ha, you dummy why'd exactly, you kill him all you yeah. should have waited five minutes i <laughs> think that's that plays into it but i mean i just i was i guess that plays into it but i feel like they should like maybe just had him like lay there for like an an unknown amount of time and then the military just kind of like roll in versus mm. it literally being the moments after he chose to do it and gets out of the car. Like, like, Here oh, they yeah. are now, yeah. you know, it should have been maybe like a couple hours past or something. And it's like if he would have just chosen to wait it and choose to let him starve to death or something versus just making it. Or a, what if he a, a goes walking ending. through
1: the mist? completely leaves the car behind and he's like a couple miles later then he runs into yeah the military. like
2: exactly like anything like that i think would have made it ha- be more impactful uh, yeah. for me and not so like silly in the sense of it's like oh darn yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> almost <laughs> oh uh another thing that fucking i cannot believe this movie had was this score was fucking horrendous <laughs> where it's like Foreign language, like it's yeah. not even Latin or Were anything. Were we watching Gladiator? You know it thing?
1: was. Hey, it sounded like the music from Gladiator. Yes, it was unbelievable. Or Troy I was, has
0: the word yeah. music a lot. Like I him was too. so angry that this this movie had that theme. It takes like place in like fucking middle of Maine, yeah. Americana type shit, and it has that soundtrack. I was. I was so angry at the soundtrack.
2: Like, let's make the soundtrack middle Greece. Here.
3: <laughs> Ancient
0: Greece. <laughs> Jesus. It was, I, I was in disbelief. Well,
2: um, in spite of all that, we liked the movie, guys. Yes. And like Paul Damien said, it's definitely a worth the watch. So yes. just go, go experience it however you can. This episode comes out.
0: December 24th, the day before Paul Damien's birthday.
1: Oh, shit. Tomorrow's your B-day. It's actually funny because there's no holidays after today. It's just (laughs) my birthday. Um, So I did get a message from
0: someone who recurrently kind of shows up on the show. Santa Claus. Um, uh, Let's go ahead and listen to it. Uh, I'm going to turn it up a little bit. Um, this is about a minute. I haven't listened to this yet, so I don't know. Ooh, it's a
1: birthday wish I'm you. kind of excited. Okay, okay, let's go
0: ahead and play it.
4: Hi, it's me, Dr. Phil. And me, Danny DeVito. We're here to what? commemorate a very special occasion on this episode. That's right. We want to wish our good friend a happy birthday. Jesus Paul Paul H. Damien? Christ. Oh, wait what? a second. Wait, you are not here to wish Paul Damien happy birthday. No. Who's Paul Damien? The guy from the podcast. <laughs> The guy we got paid to wish happy birthday to. Oh, shit. What the fuck? Did you not read the email? I skimmed it. Jesus Christ. Yes, him. It's his birthday. Oh, hey, you guys. Hey, SpongeBob. Hey, Sponge. What are you guys talking about? Jesus H. Christ's birthday. Oh, hey, I'm a Catholic. I'm a loser. I don't give a shit. Well, what do you guys say? We wish Jesus Christ a very happy birthday. Okay. You're fine. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. And, fuck <laughs> and fuck Paul Damien. And fuck Paul Damien.
1: And fuck Paul Damien. Oh, yeah. <God>. That <laughs> oh, my was my a God. wonderful birthday wish. Thanks, I guys. didn't
2: realize SpongeBob was on Cameo. That's so cool. I didn't. That's not what I paid for. Okay. Oh, so.
0: shit, really? What would you pay for? I paid for them to wish happy birthday to Paul Damien, not uh, Jesus
2: Christ, but okay. I mean. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: okay. They skimmed it. My birthday. They skimmed. Yeah. Yeah, they skimmed I, I, birthday. I definitely blame
2: Phil for that one. Yeah, he just did not look over his emails well. It's okay.
1: I'm just happy that SpongeBob is getting other like jobs <laughs> yeah. than the show because the show's kind of gone downhill. Yeah. yeah. What else is canceled? I think, it's canceled. Canceled. Yeah. Oh, sh- that, I think that's doing... what I meant. It's really downhill. I think they're doing
0: kids SpongeBob now. Jeez. <laughs> um, Spon- Paul Damien, Sean. I got you a birthday present. Uh-oh. And you get to open it It's all right. right now. Uh-oh. Um, I, I'm so, going to close my eyes. So it didn't turn out the way I hoped it would, uh, but here it is.
1: Oh, it's a t-shirt. Dang. It's a t-shirt. What?
0: It is a t-shirt.
1: Did you That's have that custom really made?
0: Sick. I didn't have it custom made, but I did have it made. So they already had like designs picked out and you could choose the color of t shirt. So you were lying when you said you were trying to give me old shirts. No. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to know your size so I could get your t shirt. And it All is right. of X Force. I think it's, um, it's issue 35, maybe of X Force, but it has the Uncanny X Force logo on it. It doesn't say Uncanny, it just says X Force. Oh, okay. Um, as well as most of the characters from the book. It, it bummed me out that Wolverine and Psylocke's faces are kind of muddy looking. Mm-hmm. But it is still
2: like a cool looking shirt. No, all I definitely all. think it looks sick. It's fucking yeah. bad. <laughs> so, see, it, see it on our Instagram. I'll yeah. post one of these pictures come Christmas time. So, yeah.
0: Um, that Happy birthday, Paul Damien. Happy birthday, oh, Paul Damien. Happy
1: birthday, guys. Um, yeah, thanks,
0: man. Are you the Antichrist? Because you're named Damien and you're also born on, on the same day. <laughs> yes. Um, uh,
1: jesus paul's in the bible <laughs> so you're a mix you're, you're kind of a combination it, of it. Yeah.
0: you're both good and bad. what's it no, that's, what's it
2: called a nephilim yeah oh where the, it's like a... the devil was smart he was like i'm gonna make my son but i'm gonna name him
1: paul they'll never fucking <laughs> see <laughs> it coming make his never middle name again. damien you're like the second <laughs> attempt at the omen he'll he'll grow up never accomplish anything i'm basically winning exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Thank you guys for listening. Uh, rate and review us on Inst- or on iTunes, I- iTunes uh, yeah. Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you can, really. Yeah. If you can rate and review us on academy.com. There you go. Or yeah. uh,
1: MySpace. MySpace. Go. Yeah. Go yeah. check out our space, MountainDo.com. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Sorry, there's please, me. Please
0: do that. It helps us out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, if you rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, we will read it on the podcast. That's coming up. I promise. Swipe right on our podcast Some point. Yeah. <laughs> follow us on instagram that's in the show notes below um next week
2: next week we are ending king King miss oh boy but we're ending it strong hopefully i think so with what imdb once again considers the number one movie yes ever made well shaw shank redemption
3: (laughs) you know scarface
2: (laughs) (laughs) a movie that the last man on earth has made funnily iconic for me so i'm excited to see yeah um I'm finally excited to finally see it because I know plenty of dialogue and nonsense from the movie, just Mm -hmm. from Family Guy culture, from from yeah, yeah, from Family Guy. So, (laughs) okay,
0: alrighty. Yes, thank you guys for being here.
2: Uh, We love you. That's all. Next week, all get redeemed. We will see you there. We'll see you on another time. Bye, guys. Goodbye.
1: That was so loud. I know,
0: that scared the living shit <laughs> out
3: of me. <laughs>